Hey everybody, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast. Uh, this week, unfortunately, Liz is still out on her road trip adventure. I'm hoping there will be a, like a series of posts explaining it all when she's done. Uh, but in the meantime, it's me and Joe. Uh, we're just going to jive, jumping on into stuff. Uh, go ahead and say hi, Joe, if you'd like to. Well, hi there, folks, and welcome back. So, um, first thing I'm going to mention really fast is that the uh, Hearthstone just got a new battleground, and it's got the Naga with Naga minions and Ashara. They're they're coming into Hearthstone battlegrounds. So I think that's happening as of today. Like as we're recording this, that's going on. Yeah, I believe that went live today. Since Liz is not here, we don't have anybody who can actually explain any of this to you, but <laughs> I still felt like we should mention it. Uh, but that does mean that Buddies is leaving the Hearthstone Battlegrounds, right? I could not tell you. Yeah, and I think this also kicks off the uh, first Battlegrounds season. Uh, so they're working on actually work doing something like a standard rotation mechanic. Um, this is something, and I can actually talk about this a little bit. Ha! So standard rotation in uh, the TCG mar- like area is normal this is where you have what's called standard and you release a series of sets throughout a year and those sets as the they determine a certain period like the ones released in the the, like a two-year period of time generally are considered what's standard right now or type two or whatever you want to call it um for magic this means the last six sets that they released and every time a new set is added that gets pushed onto the standard and the oldest one gets rotated out they're kind of looking at doing something similar with hearthstone which makes sense because hearthstone is for lack of a better term um i'm trying to think of how to phrase this tcg light um, it has a lot of elements of a trading card game, but it isn't quite a trading card game. It's more of a, a CCG with a game associated with it or a collectible card game. Uh, so them doing this actually makes sense to try to keep things fresh and try to keep things a little bit balanced. Um, they did used to rotate stuff, but it was always irregular. There wasn't a schedule to it. Now adding a schedule to it gives players who play uh, Hearthstone something that is, you know, that they can actually chart to, they can actually go with, that they can actually, uh, you know, understand this month, this these cards are rotating out, and I have another set to work with, and these cards are going to be in. So it's not just going to be one day you log in and all of your decks are unplayable. So it's actually kind of good. It's, it's a good thing, uh, ultimately. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, the next thing... Oh, I'm sorry, for Battlegrounds. Is- this is news for Battlegrounds. I should, yeah, I should clarify it. Yeah, it's for Battlegrounds. It's not for Standard Hearthstone. No, Standard Hearthstone has had the other one for years. uh, Next thing to point out is that the uh, Burning Crusade Classic has gotten Phase 5, which means that, at last, the final raid of Burning Crusade Classic will be coming out uh, in two days as we're recording this. Welcome to the Sunwell. Sorry. (laughs) But as of today, what we've got is Queldanas just open, so... I like to call it Ketchup Island because that's what it was and that's what we all used it for. Um, I don't know how they're doing. I, I assume they're not doing it the way that they did it when it went live the first time when each realm had to like get together and try and unlock the Isle of Queldenas fully. And a whole lot of guilds were like, we're just doing their best to get this thing to open so they could get the new vendor to open. Well, it was a war we'll effort, right? Works. Like they did with it, almost it like similar to it. Similar to it, yeah. Regardless. That's live as of today, as we're recording, and the actual Sunwell Plateau itself uh, will be open on the 12th, which is two days from now. So 
This also includes um, more than Thursday. just a Sunwell, right? Like it's so it's a Sunwell raid. It's Magister's Terrace Dungeon becomes available. The quest mm-hmm. hub yep. becomes available. Uh, Arena Season Four PvP becomes available with it as, when it goes live today. Uh, and now I believe people get access to the Epic Engineering goggles that were craftable back then. And and I remember from when it happened. There's also a gem vendor. Yes. Uh, that opens up where you can get more uh, Epic gems. Which made me very angry at the time because I was a jewel crafter and there was no more longer a need for me. <laughs> made me very happy because I was tanking uh, my guild's attempts to kill Kalthalos, uh, and my word, did I need stamina. So, yep. yeah. But that's all That's all happening this week, so if that's the thing you, you guys are interested in, if, you, if you're doing uh, Burning Crusade Classic, I don't know why you listen to this podcast, get out there and do stuff. Um, another story, this one I think is pretty impressively important, uh, the School of Hard Knocks achievement has been removed from the Children's Week meta achievement, mm-hmm. which means if you're trying to get the what a long, strange trip it's been, you can get the Children's Week holiday th- achievement much, much easier. Yeah. Because School of Hard Knocks, while it's still an achievement, no longer is it tied to that meta achievement, which, I mean, it would have been nice if they'd done this much, 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 much longer ago, like the two years I spent dragging people through various uh, PvP experiences trying to get that so achievement for them. If I remember correctly, and I just want to, I just really want to go through this because there are some people that might not know what this is. If I remember correctly, the School of Hard Knocks had like four PvP achievements that were necessary for it, or four four uh, keystones. Right? It was capture a flag in Eye of the Storm. I think it was assault a flag in a Rathi Basin. Uh, I think it was assaulting a tower in Altrak Valley. And then I think it was returning a flag in Warsong Gulch. Um, no, uh, the one that I, one I remember being really hard was the one on Eye of the Storm. Yes. Well, also because at the time and for the longest time, you had to be the person that clicked on the flag to do these things. So if you didn't, you weren't the one that completed the cast, you didn't get credit for it. Like it was, it was rough. Yeah. People would like literally drag, um, enemy people onto the, uh, the area just so you'd get hit by stuff and couldn't get the flag Mm -hmm. so they could then grab the flag. It was, it was quite, quite painful. I'm not going to lie. Like to get this, to get this achievement back in the day, my guild at the time coordinated with a horde guild to queue in such a way that we could try to get into the same battlegrounds, uh, just so because I was an alliance at the time, just so we could complete these like it, it was awful. And you had to do all these with your orphan present. So if you did these and you forgot to have your your orphan out for the adventure, you didn't yep. get credit. It was not good. And I I really didn't. Um, but yeah, that's that's been changed. So if you've been trying to get your violet prototype all this time from the uh, what a long strange trip, it's been achievement. Uh, you can now do so. Uh, Go for it. Get achievement. The last thing here, I think. Let me make sure. Uh, that I've there's finished. one more thing that we should talk about after the last thing. Why don't you talk about that thing first? Because the next thing here yeah. is not that. Okay, so we didn't have a show last week, uh, which was unfortunate because last week they announced Warcraft Arclight Rumble, a new mobile game that will be releasing, I believe, first on Google Play, but will also eventually come to the i the Apple uh, App Store. Uh, it is a collectible miniature auto battler type. RPG thing and it hits all of my buttons. I I am really really excited because I I don't play mobile games. It's just not a thing I do generally. However, I'm looking at this and it it's collectible miniatures, okay? 
Uh, there's there's mechanics that include like using your golden resources to have an army out on the table. I'm a huge tabletop wargaming nerd. Uh, it is being strategic in what you choose to put out onto the field and all while doing like cute, like an amazingly animated tiny miniatures on the screen. I am in like they did the thing that I never thought was going to happen. And they're actually producing a mobile game that I want to play like 100%. I don't know about you, like how you feel about it, but like, I'm super excited. What do you think, Matt? I'm, hmm, I don't want to be mean. I'm sure it's going to be a good game. No, I'm sure it's going to be a good game. It's just that like you're over here bouncing off the walls and I'm literally just sitting here going, yeah, that sounds fun. Like it doesn't do anything for me at all. Like nothing. Everything about it is calculated to, while it's turning all your buttons, it's literally turning all mine off. It's <laughs> like a sorry. mobile miniatures. It's like, oh, geez, man. I'm trying here. I'm trying, Blizzard, but you're, you're not not getting there. I, I think Heroes of the Storm was a lot closer to the kind of thing I liked than this will be. Um, but this, I, again, that's not saying it's bad. It's just not my cup of tea. So you, you go and guzzle all of that you want, and I will wait for something else that's interesting to me. Yeah, and we, we talk about how like Liz really likes Hearthstone, and I've kind of fallen out of Hearthstone. This will be me. I'll be talking about this when stuff happens on the podcast. Oh, and it's certainly, if nothing uh, else, it's good to see that they didn't just come out with WoWmacon Go like everybody thought they oh, were yeah. going to. Oh, and, um, and the thing is, it's, it's, it's PvE and PvP, which I think is really interesting, too. You can actually play cooperative with people that you know uh or you can play against people in pvp like that's actually kind of cool too like i know some mobile games do that i know that there's probably a ton that exists in a vacuum that i don't know uh probably have those mechanics but it's nice to see that they're including sort of the co-op aspect of it too which that's neat yep so yeah i'm actually gonna move on because the next thing is kind of it's kind of Dragonflight specific and also somewhat requires more understanding. So we're just going to move on to the, some emails and questions and stuff. Because we've got a, a fair chunk of questions today, I think. Um, before we do that, though, uh, do the usual spiel here. If you've got a question for the show, you can either go to our Discord. We have two Discord channels. There's the Patron Q and Podcast Questions channel for patrons, obviously. Um, because we like to give you guys a little head, little extra something-something for supporting the site all these years. There's also the Q and podcast questions channel. If you can't be a patron supporter, but you still want to ask us questions. Um, and finally, there's the email address for people who like email like me, because I'm old. And I want things to stay the same and not keep changing. And I don't want to have to understand discord, even though I go on it all the time because <laughs> it's my job anyway. Uh, so podcast at blizzardwatch.com, uh, subject line podcast or blizzard watch. So we know it's for this show. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, Joe is going to read them for us because there's not two people here to read them and because I don't want to. That's perfectly fine. And I'm a okay doing that. So let's go ahead and talk about it. This one comes from depressed dino dad. Uh, Welp taming on the dragon isles. I guess we shouldn't enslave more children. So maybe the elemental dragons clutch or maybe proto dragons pretty dicey, but the hunters want it. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what becomes available for hunters to tame as far as Beastmasters go. And don't forget, canonically, uh, Beastmasters in story after the Hunter's Lodge are very similar to how Rexar has a symbiotic relationship with all of his pets or their companions. They're not just things that they shove into a stable and forget about. They're totally. They're not Pokemon, uh, even though they 100% are Pokemon. Um, yeah. 
But also, I mean, there's probably also going to be non-combat pets, and you could certainly get some new whelps. I mean, I think there's at least a couple of of whelp pet non-combat pet models, aren't there? Yes, yes, there is. So we could certainly see more. I'd love it if if every color of dragon got like a kind of spiffy redesign for this. Like if there were like you know like vermilion drakes and. Mm-hmm. Super, I don't know, uh, like gamma radiated drakes. I don't know, like really green. That guy is so green. Uh, I would think that'd be cool. Uh, in terms of hunter stuff, I don't know if whelps make a good hunter pet because they're small. They're really, really small. Super small hunter pets aren't super compelling to me. But I love uh, drakes, though. Yeah, a drake. Yeah, I can see a drake, or even like. Like something semi drakeish, like Listen, not an I actual can... flying drake, but like maybe some kind of like dragon thing. Like because remember, like there's that the one in uh my hunter runs around with Elegon. I'm just saying Blackwing Lair. Yeah, I know that there's the wind serpents, <laughs> but but there's like in Blackwing Lair, uh, Chrome not Chromagus is a Chromagus. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's Chromagus. I have Chromagus as like, well. Yeah, Chromagus who's a Dracodon. Like imagine if they had like other kind of part dragon things like that. You could also have as pets. I think there's a there's. Also, a good a good thing to be stated on the idea of proto drakes, uh, especially if they're just straight up proto drakes, because like as Joe has pointed out, there are like Elagon and various other wind serpents that you can have as a pet. Can you have like regular dragons as pets? I obviously not like Azura goes, but I don't believe so. No, it might be a cool thing to like actually have it like be a a hunter book that you get, and when you get it, you you're not necessarily taming a dragon you're making a deal with it to come along yeah. and fight by your side sort of thing i mean to be perfectly honest i think that's part of like a hunter class fantasy for beast mastery let's i mean going back to some of the original uh, promotional stuff for vanilla wow as i'm sitting here looking at some of my uh like one generation 1.0 action figures that i got from best buy back in the day uh like that was one of the things that in the cinematics it showcased for hunters, uh, like the dwarf hunter having a symbiotic relationship with the bear pet, uh, or you know having like Rexar is the poster child for that. You could very easily do something like that where like having being a hunter is having that symbiotic relationship with the hunter pet. Um, I remember in the closed beta for vanilla. Hunters, dwarven hunters, used to be able to tame, or at one point were able to tame griffins, uh, which really fed into the class fantasy, or the, especially the dwarf fantasy of, you know, having your own griffin. Uh, well, they can do it now, so. I, think they, they, I don't think they can do griffins now. Yep, I think they, they can, can do griffins. I thought they could only I've do seen. the cats. My wife had a griffin. A hippogriff, okay. actually. A hippogriff, yes. Um, I'm positive you can get griffins, dude. Oh, absolutely positive. it's been forever but I mean, even if you can like that's a recent thing but like yeah since legion i think since legion they took that away in vanilla uh when it was actually released and then brought it back later but like that's always been part of the class fantasy having that relationship with your pet like it's you and and your pet out in the world doing things so i think more options is more good so, sorry anything else to add to that no. one <laughs> uh just that i i do think it would be interesting to see uh like like new kinds of draconic pets um but the thing is, is i had to go look it up and uh make sure i wasn't lying and i'm not uh the featherwing family which includes yep. the, the catkins yep. the featherwing family is the owl steeds the the larians from uh shadowlands uh the hippogriffs the classic hippogriffs 
and the owl cats, which we'd already talked about, the uh, wolf hawks, which is the thing I think you meant when you were first talking about it, and then the classic griffins and griffins, yeah, and then classic wind riders. They can even tame wind riders, which makes Ooh. absolutely no sense because the wind rider is not a feathered anything. But nevertheless, wyverns, wind riders, they're up. You can okay, get I'm down. So and yes. there's also yes, good, there's also good. like skeletal griffin and a saddled skeletal griffin that you can tame as well. And then there's the Spectral Griffin and Spectral Windrider, which I'm not sure if they're tameable or not. I thought those were mounts. Weren't those, weren't those, like, weren't those specific like mounts back in the day? Perhaps. I thought they were like a bonus from like the Refer Friend or something at one point. That's entirely possible. But the model exists in the family. Uh, it's Interesting. in the family, whether or not there's actually one in the game that you can tame. Uh, but regardless, yeah. So... I would like to see them do more stuff with dragons and, and dragon-like beings, especially since we know that we're going to get, like, you know, the, the, like, ancestry story of the dragons, like, from before they got changed by a tier into the aspects. We're going to see, like, what life was like for the dragons when they were proto-drakes, uh, how that changed when they became the aspects, the kingdom they founded, and, like, how there's, like, elemental drakes living there and so forth. Like, me, a, a cool elemental drake as a pet would be nice. Sure, yeah, why not? I'd be down so, with that. I am still waiting for them to not be afraid to allow us to tame giant humanoids so we can have a Gron pet. But, you know, hey, baby steps, right? We'll get there one time. <laughs> uh, but I think, but yeah, can... I think that pretty much covers that one. All right. Well, our next one comes from Jaegerbomb. Uh, we will soon be able to transmogify gray and white items. Any suggestions on how this will work? All other mogs are BOE, BOP. Will gray white soon become BOE, or will I be able to mail my one piece of shabby leather armor to all of my alts? Um, so once you have it on one character, any character that can use it can, can unlock it traditionally. I'm going to bet that there's probably going to be a requirement of you have to have it equipped uh, at some point, uh, and it'll probably have some weird BOE or BOP p type system with it i don't think they've really said anything about that or how i have it not work, said right? anything about how it's going to work no All right, so what do you think um i remember back when we first got transmog that yeah not only did it have to be boe slash bop you had to have it mm-hmm. and you had to have equipped it to make it soulbound. if you didn't soul bind it to you you couldn't use it the easiest way to deal with this would just simply say that the act of using transmog soul binds an item to the person who, who uses it for transmog. And then it becomes part of their collection and all of their other characters can use it. So if they go that route, then you don't have to mail your crappy leather, you know, your, your, your shabby leather armor to all of your alts. You would just simply have it. As soon as the character who, who used it for transmog used it for transmog, it would soul bind to him, but then they would all have it. Yeah, everybody would get that's it. That's the easiest way to do it. I don't know if that's how they're going to do it. Um, for all I know, they might just well do the BOE route, or they might just let you transmog to, like, to, to any white item and, and not even have it join your collection. Maybe you'll just default to all white items or gray items. I don't know. Uh, I don't think they'll do that just because I think it would be a little, it would be easy for players, but it feels like it would be a bear and a half for them um, to have to suddenly add everything white and gray to every character's uh, collection immediately rather than letting it unlock. I think they're more likely to go that route. Yeah. And I, and I think like making or giving you the ability to go back and find things or, or go to find those white items 
or even just going to the auction house to get them, I think that'll be what we wind up doing for the vast majority of these. And I think that's fine. And um, there's like lots of white and gray stuff that'll be available to you. Like when you go into a major city, because the vendors sell a ton of white and gray items, even, or if you go to the starting areas, the traditional starting areas for, for yeah. most, uh, for most of the races, the vendors generally have uh, white and gray items there. Like even in the starting area, like I remember the dwarf in starting area, uh, has tons of that stuff. Uh, you can get tool sets from that as well. Like, yeah, like if you play if you play a blood elf, you can go up to the blood elf vendors there in the starting area and pick up a bunch of gear, including a specifically a specific looking uh, transmog set mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. mail, I believe. So yeah, I think it's it is overall, in my opinion, it is a really great change. It's absolutely not one I expected, and I'm a little surprised by that. But I mean, players have been asking for it for a while, though. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Players have been asking for it, but I didn't think we'd get it. Um, I'm cool. I'm glad they got it. I think it's really a good change. I, I do find myself wondering though, what's left? Like, once this is unlocked, what's left other than like armor type and weapon type restrictions? I think and, that's really it. And if you don't like, what what's the level on those? Like, what how amount how much change on those? Be- before it gets ridiculous like i don't like for a rogue for instance like i don't know how to put this like certain classes can't equip certain weapons and therefore they can't transmog to anything of those types um for example warriors can transform two-handed swords axes and maces to pole arms Mm -hmm. and vice versa for all of those druids can use pole arms and they can use maces so they can transmog a pole arm to a mace but they can't transmog a sword to a pole arm or, or a, an axe because they can't equip those. Um, similarly, rogues can't use a two-handed weapon for transmog at all. Should they be able to? Like, should your, should your rogue be able to transmog their daggers to two-handed swords? So, like, so you have two two-handed swords, like pretending to be a, a warrior doing Titan's grip, but using daggers. I'm not saying they should or shouldn't. I'm not taking in a stand on this yet. I'm just saying, should they be able to like, think about what you think of that? So I actually have an opinion on this. I think a little bit, and this is something I think about a lot back when transmog was first introduced. There was an argument that certain transmogs were locked, uh, partially because of player versus player. Uh, they wanted you to understand like what you were actually fighting, uh, because they said that players use a lot of visual information at the time, to sort of make determination, like if you saw an orc with a staff, you kind of knew you were getting a warlock, right? Uh, versus, you know, if it was a warrior that had transmogged into a staff for whatever reason. I don't know that that's necessarily true anymore with the abundance of uh, third-party add-ons that are now used, particularly for things like PvP, but also their own efforts to update the UI to give players more than just at a glance visual information uh, than how it used to be. So I'm starting to get further on this camp of, I almost think that everything should just be opened as long as you have a character that has it, because at this point, what does it really change to have that restrict or what, what is the benefit of having that restriction? Uh, especially because almost all of the races, they, they have, model overlay for all of the armor sets that are out there for any class that they can be right. That's already there weapons that they can hold. There's already scaling for that in place. So what is the benefit of having those restrictions anymore? Why should you have those restrictions? 
because you don't have Titan's grip because you didn't pick the right class and you shouldn't get to pretend you have Titan's grip. So it's my, it's a, it's a warrior class specific ability. It's a selling point of the class. It is something we got in wrath of the Lich King. It's one of the few really awesome things warriors have in my opinion. Well, I mean, like other classes have all this cool stuff they can do visually. The, one of the few things that warriors have is, yeah, I got two, two, two handed swords on my back. What are you going to do about it? Then you must Letting be real mad at all those one-handed weapons that look like they're the size of two-handers. But they don't. Uh, but they aren't two-handers. They don't <laughs> look like two-handers. They don't look like Ashkandi, and you can't transmute Ashkandi onto them. If you want to have two Ashkandis, you play a warrior. I think End I'm, of story. I think I'm, I'm more thinking along the lines of like, let's say it's a male warrior, right? And this is because my my two main characters are a shaman and a hunter. Is there a reason at this point that my shaman shouldn't be able to put on hunter gear? Well, it usually can, unless it's class no. gear. Cla- let's talk about, I'm talking about like class gear, like weapon well, restrictions like like, aside. Like, like class gear, what do you mean by that? Do you mean like tier sets? Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of you couldn't wear. There are, and you could usually get a, a lookalike set because there's usually, I know this colorations, has, di- colorations are different though. They're not always different. Tier two uh, it my, is. Eh, tier one it is. Tier three it is. Uh, tier four it is tier six it's not so like as somebody who has a lot of male stuff like there there you know what i mean like it's it's interesting to me so like my my volpera shaman can have a dragon stalker transmog but it's black dragon stalker i can't wear the purple one because it's hunter locked so yeah i think that should stay why i'm, I'm curious because, I'm, I'm just, a, I'm just because curious. it is unique to the hunter it's a hunter set uh, if if you don't have any distinctions, if there's no way to ever tell, I feel like it takes something away from the people who's who got it. I don't know how else to put it. If if this is something, but that's I did get to, it. Like the hunter got it. My hunter got it. I did get yeah. it. Yeah, the right? hunter got it though. It's a hunter set. When they make, I don't even like that they make lookalike sets. I know that they're there and I accept them. I'm not fond of it. I did. I would not like to. See, I didn't like seeing. That green, the off-green version of of Wrath on like Paladins. That that's my set. That's not your set. Um, I didn't like in in even going back to original World of Warcraft. I hated watching Paladins get Valor. Hated it. Hated it like fire. Like people constantly talked about you know rivalries between classes. I'm like no rivalry is as strong as the rivalry of a warrior who just. Went on his seventeenth, you know, black, you know, blackwing. Uh, no, it's not blackwing. Sorry, Blackrock Mountain run. His his like seventeenth UBRS, only to see the shoulders go to yet another paladin. I mean, I feel that way about and, the hatchet from Skullomance that uh, I watched yeah, every warrior go after. And and a warrior did more damage with it than a shaman, unless the shaman you know was in a, uh, the right composition of group. Uh, but regardless of that. I, I just, you're asking me what I think. No, no, I, I know. I was, you, I'm having a conversation about it. That's yeah, all. I'm telling you that I just straight up, my visceral reaction is no, you shouldn't get to put a, the actual tier set uh, on your shaman, even though you got the tier on your, your, your hunter. Uh, because I know people who don't play shaman, like my wife, would not enjoy that. It would make her unhappy. And if it makes my wife unhappy, yeah, I'm, I'm against it. And uh, so, you know, and I'm the opposite because I'm thinking like that player. If the player went through all the effort to get it, why not allow them? Especially with uh, them encouraging alt play as much as they have been uh, over the last you know few expansions, uh, particularly Shadowlands. Shadowlands has been pretty alt friendly, all things considered. Uh, 
like for me where i'm looking at it's like if i earn that as a player i'd like to be able to use it on whatever character i'm playing at that particular time so yeah even somebody who has paladins warriors and uh death knights i don't want to be able to wear my death knight tier like here's an example i actually do wander around wearing death knight tier on my warrior sometimes because i've got the uh, ice crown citadel set i but i only have the the heroic version because all plate gear looked like that mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. warrior and death knight i don't have the this the regular sanctified death knight whatever it's called i don't have the black set i only have the red set uh that i can use on my warrior and i'm fine with that like i've still got a set that looks like that but it's not the same color and that's that's this that's also the truth for uh, anybody who wants warrior gear, like a death, like it's actually the inverse for uh, death knights. Death knights can get a set that looks pretty much just like normal and like ten man and twenty five man normal, mm-hmm. but they can't get a set that looks like the heroic twenty five man that is only for warriors. And I I like that there's diff- little differentiations like that. I like that it feels unique and special to a specific class. I, and I'm just kind of curious. I'm I'm kind of curious to the player. So I was going to say, for the for those of you that are listening at home, uh, I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are on this. Let us know. Like, is this something that you – because I understand that this is a very complex thing, and everybody is going to have complex feelings about it, especially those of us that have played for a very long time. So I'm kind of curious. Do you have an opinion on this? Let us know. I'm, I'm interested to hear it. But I'll be upfront. I think that they're probably going to eventually allow all that. Um, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, know if they'll, I don't know if they'll allow – like two-handed weapons to transmog over one-handed and, and i'm fine if they don't because, do that yeah just because it's so hard to get the animations to, to line up yeah and that I, that i'm a-okay with it was more more like the set stuff was always it's it's been recently on my mind so but yeah but i think that, that covers that probably more than i think uh yeah it's a transmog <laughs> question what are you looking for I, I could probably keep going but we could all right, so I guess we'll move on to the next one. This one comes from Riptides. Do you think we will see a return of World Dragons, maybe as a pre-patch event? I'll kick it to you first, Matt. I I mean, this isn't the expansion where we go kill a lot of dragons. It's the expansion where we go help the dragons. So I don't know. I don't know if it's... That would be like if going into Shadowlands, we'd spent a lot of time killing, like, you know, the, the various leaders of the Covenants or what have you. I don't, I don't know how, how they're going to do that. Um, honestly, though, I've always been a fan of world dragons. I, I loved the, uh, the dragons of nightmare, uh, their original appearances. Cause I had to tank those things, man. And those were mm-hmm. messed up fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I loved Azurgos. Come on. It's Azurgos. I think Azurgos should be back every, every so often, just because he, I still remember back when I was playing my first warrior, I started another warrior on another server to play with some friends. Um, and that warrior, I leveled him up entirely through doing five mans and doing upper and lower black rock spire and then crafting gear. Like I had the Lionheart helm, the crafted helm and I got invited along on an Azurgos like run that, that other people were doing. And they were just like, yeah, you can bring your character. Go on. And so I got on this, this warrior and he dropped Typhoon, which at the time was one of the better weapons you could get outside of a raid. Like it was really good. And I remember people would be like, Ooh, where did he get that? And I just remember the cool feeling of it, you know, of, of like people weren't really up on what the world dragons had on their, uh, their lists, you know, their, their loot tables. So, well, also, I mean, they were yeah. really hard fights. So like, not a lot of people did them. Yeah. Azurgos was not easy. Uh, and the, the dragons of nightmare, my word, the mechanics on those fights were terrible. <laughs> 
Well, not terrible. Not terrible. They were hard terrible at the time. Right word. They were terrible to experience. They were very difficult. Uh, terrible in the great and terrible sense. Not well, we also didn't bad. We also didn't have a lot of the tools we have currently, right? Like voice chat wasn't as prevalent as it was. Like hopping onto a, a Pugs Discord or whatever is real easy right now. Versus back then, you had to like hope you were in a guild that had a, like the ability to pay for a Ventrilo server or a Mumble server uh, or Teamspeak. Uh, oh god, Teamspeak. And then hope your client worked with your version of Windows. Uh, hope you had enough RAM. Uh, hope that you paid for enough licenses. Like it was a lot more complicated than it is now to coordinate a lot of that stuff, right? Um, so, like, I those fights were just always more difficult. Regarding if I think we should see the world bo- the world dragons back, I think they could actually potentially do something cool with it. And I agree with Matt though. Like, we're definitely not here to kill dragons this expansion. I'm fairly confident Alex Straza would get very mad at us again. Um, but what we could do is maybe tie it in with Shadowlands a little bit. Maybe we're saving dragons that have been lost to madness. Maybe we're doing something with releasing the spirit or the ghost of Azaragos, which is what it is now. It's a spirit, essentially. Is um, he dating like a spirit healer, though? Yeah, he is. Yeah, so... That so, we could actually turn it could turn out that the Valkyrie find the spirit healer and recruiter, and now he's got like this spirit healer girlfriend that he he's traveling around with. I don't know. Like we could do something where they can tie maybe something to that quest wise or story wise, where we're going back to like, or maybe it ties in with the bronze dragon flight. Maybe we're going back in time uh, to these events to take care of them or to. Uh, these are fixed points where they have to go to the Shadowlands or something like that. They could do or, something. Ooh, or what if they went back and basically found various, like in, in when we did the, the Shadowlands pre-expansion event, they went and found all these various raid and dungeon bosses from Wrath and put them in the open world. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. What if you go to find all the various dragon bosses that you fight over the years? Uh, not all of them, maybe, because some of them, like Deathwing, has like multiple steps. But like you know, like an echo of uh, I'm trying to think, Halion shows up just like out in the world, and you got to fight that thing, you know. And they just wander around, and they're like world bosses, and you got to stop them. And they're and they're all evil or corrupted, like you know, Echo of the Nightmare Dragons, or so have you. Maybe even like the fight that we got in Legion, where you fought two of them at once. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if they brought that fight out and had you do that again. Um, so yeah, there, there's ways to do it without, you know, just having us waste dragons because I, I'm positive that, you know, Zergos didn't do, Zergos didn't do anything that deserved us killing him. He was trying to prevent people from monkeying around with the magic, like from Zinashari and we wasted him for it. And I mean, really, to be fair, he know, had blue sinew and I needed that to make my quiver. Yeah. See, see where I'm going with this people. <laughs> Uh, there's also like, they could also look at it for new dragons too. Cause we don't, we don't really know what's going on with the elemental drakes yet. Right. Coming in. in yes, that is correct. I'm sorry. I was yawning and I couldn't speak. <laughs> so like, we don't know, like maybe, maybe they're dungeon bosses or maybe they're world bosses or world events like the world dragons in their respective zones inside of the dragon isles. Yeah, maybe. They could do something cool like that, where we're subduing the elemental dragons or whatever they or drakes, whatever they want to do with that. They could go that route and still have sort of those epic dragon battles uh, without sort of just having them being fights for the sake of being fights. Because back in the olden days, 
uh, if I remember correctly, there weren't even quests that sent you to go kill the the nightmare dragons, right? Um, I don't think I think that came I, in later. I think they added those in like BC. I don't, it's it's I, been a long I time, there, folks. There was an item that dropped off of them that started a quest. Yeah, but I don't think there was anything that sent you to them until later. No, they would just show up because they were. Well, I mean, they were part of the preparation for AQ ultimately. Like they because of whatever they were doing, you you kill them to get the gear you needed to do AQ without wearing cloth booties. Well, because they they, they dropped the uh, the poison resist gear. Yeah, various nature resistance gear items they dropped, um, but I don't remember if there was anything like a quest to and, kill them. It's like, it's weird though, because at the same time we're saying that there were quests to kill a Zergos. Yes, there was. Yeah. But that quest was for that really complicated Dr. Weevil thing. Um, yes. With the back back. Oh man. Dr. Weevil. Woo. I'm not sure if Dr. Weevil actually required you to kill any of the green of the green dragons it did not. as well. No, I do know that if you wanted to do the big thing with the Ranicus in, um, in a uh, sunken temple, no, no, no. That was well before. There was, there was a quest when you when you killed the uh, the green drakes. You got this nightmare enshrouded item. Yeah, Moonglade. Moonglade. Moon yep. And then you, you use it properly. It would summon Iranicus in full, you know, corrupted form. And then you'd like fix him. Uh, Alune would help. And then he'd be like, "Oh, thank you for saving me." And then you'd get a little bit of like you'd learn about like Malfurion in some way. Like Malfurion was trapped. And he was like, oh, Illidan's crazy. He's he's lost his mind. Um, and that led into BC. I remember that much. So it was all kind of connected, but it wasn't like directly stated. But I mean, all that to say that they could very easily like do more stuff. They could make more story. But like, again, like the, the, the Nightmare Dragons were just sort of really out of the way. Like they weren't something you would randomly stumble upon. Like you had to no, go through some was, high level mobs to get there too, right? There was the one in duskwood which is the easiest one to get and to. even then like there were two like massive high level elite packs that guarded that passage in yeah there was the the duskwood one the one up in forest song forest song was just it wasn't actually that hard to get to it was just really out of the way like nobody went to forest song um there was the one i want to say in the hinterlands but i don't remember the name of the place in the hinterlands uh, but that one, that one was actually some, there was some high level. So there was, there was like a, what there was Lethon, uh, there was Emerus, there was Terra and Yassandra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the one in as the one in Feralos and the one in Duskwood were the, not Duskwood for song were the easiest to get to. Mm-hmm. And then the one in, uh, again, I want to say the hinterlands. It's not actually in the hinterlands. It's just slightly past the hinterlands. Uh, that one was was a pain in the butt because it not only did it have an elite pack wandering around the area, but you had to get to that area, which was like in the middle of nowhere. So yeah. Also, like I, they all had some really tragic stuff happen to them too. Like if I remember correctly, and I know this isn't lore watch. I'm sorry, folks. Um, but like I remember, uh, Lethon. I think Aranicus killed uh, Lethon during the war uh, against the Nightmare. I think Emerus was killed when Tehran tried to remove their corruption. Uh, Terrar was killed by Yassandra uh, with our help, uh, which was like, I think, at like a level 30 quest in Cataclysm or something like that. Yeah, it was and then, like one of the quests in Feralus. And then Yassara, uh, Yassandra was drawn back into the Nightmare during uh, Legion. I think uh, we kill her in Legion. Yeah. We, kill her in, we kill her in Legion. So like... There you go. There's your hook. Maybe maybe we go through time and try to keep them from getting corrupted and dying. 
Like, yeah, they they could do something. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I, I I do would I would like to see more dragon stuff. Um, like I said, I think there's plenty of room for it, but I don't know what. It, you don't want it to just be, hey, look, it's a new blue dragon we've never heard of before. Kill it. Yeah. You know, it's like no, we we do, we don't do that unless it's like actually bad. Like maybe we could do a, a quest like a world. Imagine a world like a world boss where it's Senegos. And he's literally just, you just go to listen to him, tell a bunch of stories or something. <laughs> yeah. It's a mini game to stay awake. <laughs> hello, young, hello, young ones. Let me tell you the story of the time I found my hat. I see. I didn't have my hat originally. Oh my God. Make him stop. <laughs> uh, well, I think we can stop with that question though. I think that hopefully that answers it and gives you some more context there, folks. Uh, but we're going to move on to the next one. And this one comes from, and I cannot pronounce this name, so I apologize. RG Suyumono. Uh, I can think of a few options for undead allied race, Lightforged Undead, Necrolord style Citri, but I can't think of an allied race for the Worgen. Do you guys have any idea? Matt, what do you think? Because I know we have the North, feral ones, right? Northrend Worgen. Just straight up the Northwind, make a make a Worgen model that looks a lot more like those Northrend Worgen and have it be those guys. Because keep in mind, the Worgen we meet up in Northrend aren't Gilnean. Correct. They're a completely different group that are somehow afflicted by the same curse. Possibly because they're right near another world tree. That was yeah. the uh that was the wolf cult, right? Yeah, the wolf wolf cult <laughs> Shadowfang Pack involved- or something like that. The wolf cult even involved, uh, they, they were like various people that actually got resurrected by Arthas from uh, Shadowfang Keep and brought up there, uh, into, including like the big man. I'm pretty sure he, uh, what the heck, uh, Arugal. Yep. I think Arugal's up there. So yeah, have have those Northrend Worgen, you know, be like, hey, we're Ooh. tired of being cursed. Could you guys help us out with this curse thing? We heard you're good at like at making it dealable. And then they join and you get like that different, more savage model. Boom, there, done. There is also an idea of there are other um, Worgen-like transformations that exist out there. Um, Red points this out in chat, but it's also something that I was kind of thinking of. Sabron are an option, too. Yeah, we don't, Sabron's not a transformation. It's just a race. that we. It's a race, but there's nothing that says that it couldn't be. There couldn't be other manifestations of other uh, curses, I guess would be. I don't even know. Gifts? Uh, there are things that they could potentially do that would fall in line with that, that we kind of see like trolls have sort of that, the, like they're quote unquote gods that are almost like where versions of it. Like the, uh, the, the Amani, the four, the, the one that are the, the dragon hawk, the eagle, the bear, and I can, and the lynx, like they're all almost like, I like Chandra for that matter. Chandra had a priest that did that. Sh- that's yeah. actually, it's actually very close to being the same thing. Yeah. Because the Worgen curse is comes from the pack form yep. and the pack form comes from basically trying to be uh Goldrin. Mm-hmm. It's, it's emulating Goldrin. So you could, you could work that kind of thing in. Um, definitely don't do the bird one though, because he looks dumb. Well, I mean, you know, they can just have this excuse to have playable error. Cro- yeah. No, the bird guy looks dumb, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I can see some of those. The yeah. bear guy from, from ZG. I mean, yes. from Zulaman. Zulaman. The bear guy is pretty cool. And battle Just for don't don't try and tank him standing next to a blood elf if you're a Tauren. Because one of you is not going to be in the hitbox. And it's almost <laughs> always the blood elf. And so I remember killing the blood elf so many times because he'd stand up next to you like he's supposed to. But because I was a Tauren, my hitbox was bigger. 
So I was in the hitbox. He wasn't. So he would just get wiped out every time that this flash thing happened. He'd just die. It was really bad. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, there's various ways you could do it. Like I'm the saber on would work if you just wanted to have an like an allied race for it and didn't really care that much. Um, technically speaking, you could even say the Volpera are kind of like that. Kinda. Although Volpera druids need to be a thing. Just throwing that out there. Um, there's there's different things that they could do. Matt and I a long time ago talked about Ooh, the uh, Alpha Worgen. The Alpha Worgen. Yeah, yeah, go um, for it. Like once the Night Elf Worgen. Yup. The original ones that got trapped underneath the, the various magic trees, like Relar, Fa- you know, Fangfire. Bring them you back. Totally bring those guys. Yeah, but imagine the Night Elves just go and let those guys out. Especially now. Mad. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Well, the okay. So, kind of a, a random tangent, but like this is a good time for it. You just had Tyrond, uh go through the whole thing as the Night Warrior, being in touch with a loon, being in touch with a side and aspect of magic deeply tied to worgen right scythe of a loon was one of the things that that was used in that the, the cursing right and i think matt's either taking a drink or yeah. taking a breath i was in fact taking a drink it's <laughs> used it was used in the uh not in the actual pack form itself but in the attempt to, to like restore it right but there, there's intrinsically like this this link between them so now i could totally see a thing where Tehran goes to these places where Maybe the light of the moon has touched them and Loon has told them where they are. She has come back from the depths of her rage and her like feralness. Cause let's be honest as the night warrior, she was damn near feral. Dude, uh, I don't know if I'd argue that she's come back from that. If you saw her in the last cinematic she was in, I know she was a lot more out. She was, but she was a lot more controlled than I would have expected. She wasn't, yeah. she was in control, right? She wasn't lost. I could see her going to these other, elves that have been locked away for eons at this point and going hey let's work on your stuff and get you back under control so you can rejoin night elf society reuniting elves bringing back lost souls that would absolutely be a really cool angle and be a great way to have an allied race for worgen come back where it's like yeah we were the proto worgen we were worgen before it was cool uh you know let's let's talk about things and like worgen but with giant purple ears yes (laughs) and it's what they actually is what they look like but i'd be absolutely down for that i think that would be really cool like it it would make sense if they started doing something like that right now so uh, anything else you want to add to that one no (laughs) <laughs> all right our next one comes from lord soth and apparently lord soth has a gripe to bear so we should probably get the grievance poll uh do you think blizz should lighten or even remove bind on pickup trade requirements i'm in the process of switching to a holy priest main i have three quarters of my tier set and in our guild run last night a token from the chess piece dropped for someone else they didn't need it as theirs was better and it would have completed my tier set bonus but item trade restrictions didn't allow her to trade it to me even though we were in the same guild and on the run at the same time so even though it dropped it's only getting turned into gold and that feels like a huge waste especially since we got wiped two or three times before we killed the boss i have good news for you yes they are doing that kinda well twofold first up they're talking about bringing back master looter well a form of it they haven't they they said it's not going to be exactly the same yeah but in addition to that They've stated that one of the things they're looking at is the restrictions that, for instance, let's say you're a shaman and you get like an item that is technically an upgrade for you, but would would take you down below a certain haste breakpoint. Which is a still a thing, by the way, folks. Let's let's say that you're on that shaman, you host a, a show where you're on this podcast, you host a show, and you bring this up every episode for a year and a half. 
<laughs> I did. I let, literally let, did. Let us say that they then go back and fix that so you can just trade the item. That's one of the things they're talking about doing. Yeah. Yeah. The goal is to to bring back Master Looter, not to bring it back exactly as it was, because one of the things they're worried about is they don't want to have Master Looter in the same doesn't with the same thing that they currently have. The way personal loot works is the the loot table on the boss is tailored individually for each person. Yes. So if you had Master Looter in that system, what would end up happening is you'd be given an incentive to bring around a certain class composition. Yep. And they already have incentives for that in Mythic and so forth. That's why at the beginning of Sepulchre or the first ones, they spent an entire day just farming for tier sets. Mm-hmm. So making it so that if if you've got a raid full of warriors, nothing but warrior gear is going to drop and then can be master looted to anybody in the raid, they don't want to do that. And it's perfectly understandable why they don't want to do that. Um, it would definitely increase the pressure on people to like have like stacked raids. Uh, it would definitely inc- increase the pressure to all- level multiple alts so you can more efficiently stack raids. But at the same time, they're aware that the example we just gave uh, about you know a piece of gear drops and technically it's an upgrade, but it was actually not an upgrade for you and you want to pass it. They're aware that that is not good and they want to, to bypass that. And, and honestly, we know that this is something they've been talking about for a while since the new system was implemented. Uh, personal loot fixes a lot of problems that they were seeing with things like LFR uh, and a lot of like pug content. Sure. Uh, one thing that I was advocating for years was that that should be something that can be turned off when you're doing guild runs because there's enough things in the game that check what your status is as a guild, whether it counts as your, your guild achievements or, or your, your boss kills for the week or whatever the case is, they have things that verify that already in the game. They've been there for years and years. So being able to say maybe a guild doesn't have the same trade restrictions in place that a pug does is I think fine. It's acceptable. It also stops people from doing what they were talking about before, which was selling loot. That was a problem with the original master loot. You would have people that would uh, set up raids, drag people along and auction off gear for real world money inside of those raids. And I know this because I know that there was some uh, server uh, first cutting groups that would my guild did that once or twice that would pay to have people go on those runs to get geared up. They would pull their money in real life and do that. So, like, I understand and the, the other way around, in, we would do that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. McGill I was in actually did the thing where they sold gear to people. For the I, although we didn't sell for real world money, we sold for gold. Gold, yeah. And when I was in when I was in a guild with Matt, we did that too. We sold for gold. We didn't sell because we needed gold to, to fund raid uh, consumables. But I know people that did it for for real world money, and I get that. I understand like trying to curb that, but it feels bad when like and like what Matt just pointed out. If I get an item that is not properly statted for me, but is a technically an eye level upgrade, it doesn't necessarily mean that I want to switch that. If if I'm getting a uh you know mastery haste uh two handed staff that's better for another class, and I'm looking for crit to hit my next breakpoint, or I'm looking for versatility to make my next breakpoint, I can't use that. Right? It just it feels wasted. So they're looking at it, and I think they're going to come to some form of agreement, or at least I hope so, 
that makes it feel less bad because yeah the other thing they mentioned in the article uh was that one of the reasons that they got rid of master loot was the things joe's been talking about but the other reason was that it was not playing well with personal loot no it wasn't. like as in not not in terms of having them both on or what have you having two systems was screwing up the database yeah it was like creating it loops yeah it couldn't pull things properly so they need to fix that they need to make it so it it works with the other system. They, the both systems can exist. Um, and in addition to not making you stack a, a raid group every time you wanted to run one, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that's going to work, um, how they're going to do it, but yeah, it is definitely something that I want to see them do uh, because I think it is important. You want to like, like with the changes that are coming uh, that where they're not going to have mechanical borrowed power systems, Gear is a borrowed power system. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It's Always just, has been. Always has been. And in fact, it's the one borrowed power system that people like universally accept. Mm-hmm. And the one flaw people really had with it was that I got all this cool looking gear, but I can't use it anymore. That's what Transmog came in and fixed. So Transmog turned the borrowed power system that had this one glaring thing people didn't like into the borrowed power system that most people accept, even if they don't really like it they accept it yeah. because it has been here forever and it, it's been in other MMOs. It is the standard for these it, kind of games. It, it really is the gold standard. It's the gold standard of, of, I mean, I hate to say this. It's been around since Dungeons and Dragons folks yeah. It is the original borrowed power system for a reason. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's as simple as are you stronger now? Yes. Then, then you are borrowing power because eventually you're going to get rid of this gear. Yep. The difference is, is that it doesn't, turn off the way some of those systems do like now your artifact just doesn't work as opposed to well your your sword still works it's just not doing as much damage against these guys you need this newer bigger shinier sword that has its own issues and that's where we get gear you know gears flattening systems and so forth level squishing gear squishing but it's still basically an accepted system in a way that i don't think any other system has been there's a reason the first borrowed power system we got outside of gear in wow was the artifact because it was still gear it was just gear 2.0 so yeah i think that this is something they need to get right because this is the system we currently have for character advancement coming into dragonflight yeah and i and i think hopefully that the this will ease some of the burden that a lot of guilds were facing because i know we hit a couple uh, a couple gear walls for certain things like healers falling behind on certain numbers because we couldn't get gear so it happens. We'll see what happens, though. I, I I have faith that they'll listen and we'll do something worthwhile. Uh, but I think we have enough time for this last one. Yeah, Matt? No, I was just texting you that I, in fact, do not have time for anything else. <laughs> My animals are sick and I got to go do their meds. That's fine. All right. Let's do our wrap up then, folks, since we're at time. Uh, so Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at Patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means this podcast signing community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. And again, all of us at Blizzard Watch continue to stand with the employees of Activision Blizzard as well as the game industry at large in unionizing and demanding change for a better tomorrow and safer working environments. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, thank you, everybody who came in and hung out for the podcast with us. Uh, if you again, if you have a question of the show, you can go to our Discord. We have the Patroning Podcast and Q Questions channel and the Q and Podcast Questions channel, so you can let us know what you want to ask us, or you can email us at podcast at blizzardwatch.com, subject line podcast at blizzardwatch, so we know it's for the show. 
Wow, that was some fast talking. Uh, thank you guys again. Thank you so much for letting Joe and I do this. For let you know, when Liz is back, she'll be doing it too. Uh, we really love talking to you guys and, and answering your questions and basically just having having that connection with y'all. So thank you very much. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast, and we will be back next week. Pumpkins. <laughs>